doing it again. Yeah. Hello, you ribald butter otters. This is your honey badger host, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, and his Preserved Porcupine podcast, Beware the Hairy Mango. Are you eager to jump into today's story? I know I am, especially because I've got nothing with which to fill this part other than the cricket chirping sound effects, which I no longer even own. Today's story is for all of us who want to wander the earth like we own the place. Why is privacy in public too much to ask? Keep my hands to yourself, or else I'll be forced to resort to something like Stevery deprivation. Stevery deprivation by Matthew Sanborn Smith. The best thing about earbuds was that a lot of people didn't bother talking to you when they saw them. Steve loved that. It was even better than the 24-hour streaming Lawrence Welk show feed coming through said buds. If only he could shut the rest of those people out. He had the ears covered. What else could he do? Nose plugs. People wouldn't bother him if they thought he couldn't smell them. Unfortunately, his nose plugs had been rattling around in his lungs ever since Harry Dean Stanton had shown up at the trailer park swimming pool. A quick intake of breath due to repo man-induced astonishment, and that was it. What now? He couldn't afford anything as extravagant as used nose plugs. Luckily, when Steve was looking for a slice of his mother's famous baking soda pie, he spotted the silly putty in the refrigerator. Thinking at the same rate as every other person on Earth, he separated the red plastic egg, threw away the silly putty, and shoved half an egg up each nostril. But what about his tongue? If people saw you didn't have anything on your tongue, they were always coming up to you and rubbing themselves all over it. He hated that. What he needed was a... A a tongue condom or something. But nobody in this house was getting any action. Nobody except... He ran out to the doghouse and reached around inside until he found Sparky's rubbers. He was about to slip one over his tongue when it suddenly occurred to him to use one that was still in the wrapper, mainly because the others were all stretched out of shape. What was left? The eyes, of course. Sunglasses? No. People still talked to other people who wore sunglasses. He'd seen that on TV. But ah, the Viewmaster! He grabbed the Viewmaster from his father's bedside table and enjoyed great buildings of the world, even here in crappy Delaware. The only thing that was missing was some way for his body not to feel anything. The best he could come up with was his little sister's wetsuit. He squeezed into it, knowing even that wasn't perfect. All he could hope for was for people on the street to avoid him, and what were the chances of that? He hit the streets with all his gear, and to his surprise, nobody bothered him. Except for that one car that bothered him severely when he wandered into the street while marveling at the amazing hot dog stand outside of the Guggenheim Museum in Bilbao, Spain, in 3D. Steve woke up in the hospital with no feeling below his neck. The nurse might as well have been sticking those 17 needles into that baked ham over there in the corner. Steve closed his eyes and thought, Now we're talking. If this story numbed your skull, you can rub it and other doggy dampeners all over your tongue right here at the world's most downtight website, BewareTheHairyMango.com. Hum your humor all over the comments for this post, or Roger Daltrey mail me, and we'll join together on the magic bus at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com, or go ahead and let go of the coat at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. The SF and SFSignal.com actually stands for Superior French, many of whom look down upon you from their Elferin Towers at SFSignal.com. Not because they're stuck up, but because they want to show off their finely groomed nose hairs. Tell your local pool cue designer on the street to listen to this podcast, and in turn, I will send in my order for my very own butt sleeve. Now, I have been known to have the occasional bathroom emergency, so I need one that unbuttons quickly at the cuff. Tweet your favorite luncheon meat that it should rise from its little sandwich grave, if only to follow me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity. I'll tweet it a moist towelette for the mustard. The whole reason you're getting Mucho Mango Mayo this year is because last year's version brought in enough money to make me want to do it again. So the fate of Mucho Mango Mayo 2013 rests in your delirium tre- 
Fremen's addled hands. Try to move those hands near or around the donate button on the homepage and eventually make the future a brighter one for all the ugly children. This podcast reeks like a bottle of 12-year-old egg salad broken over an overflowing porta potty cooking up in the equatorial sun and covered in a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share-alike 3.01 ported license. Until I do this fucking thing yet again, this never was your honky-tonkin' host Matthew Sanborn-Smith saying absence might make the heart grow fonder, but abstinence makes the hand grow fondler. Good night.